Hey, welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, Gene. And V, we interview people in the animation industry about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Darren Nefsi. Hey! Hi, Darren. Hi! Hi! Thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank uh, you for of coming. Of course, thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Darren, tell us who you are and what you do, for those who might not know. <laughs> All right. I'm Darren Nefsi. I work in animation. Um, I created the show Star versus the Forces of Evil that did four seasons on oh, yeah. Disney. Yeah, I guess Disney XD and Disney. Um, and now I'm working on a pilot at uh, at Nickelodeon, a secret pilot. Uh, <laughs> not secret anymore. <laughs> not secret anymore. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think I could say I'm doing a pilot. Uh, v did some boards on the pilot, which is really exciting. Oh. It's so cute. It is so cute. I really hope. Yeah. <laughs> know, fingers crossed. You never yeah. know. You know. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, what, what else can I say? I love animation. Always been into animation. Um, yeah, I think those are the top liners. Yeah. How long have you been uh, working in animation? When was the year that you started working in animation? I started working. Okay, so I, I went to CalArts. I graduated CalArts in 2009. Um, and then it took me about a year to find a job. So mm -hmm. I would say I wasn't really working in animation until uh, 2010 then. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a little while now. What year are we in? What year is it? I, I yeah. don't know anymore. <laughs> to be quite honest, I've lost track. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's uh it's over a decade though. I'll say that. I've been working in animation over a decade. Nice. We're gonna kinda like take it back to kind of like your when was kind of like the moment that you've realized that you wanted to do animation? Actually, even before that, um, what was your relationship to art growing up, kinda like as a little kid? Um, yeah, so I I always wanted to do um always but yeah for so i'm <laughs> saying i wanted to um to be uh, a cartoonist as a fourth grader right so mm -hmm. so um yeah i always liked drawing i grew up um in calabasas i grew up uh kind of outskirts of los angeles uh my dad my dad was a cameraman uh he's retired now and uh you know so so yeah, I don't know. I guess I knew enough to know that you could have a job in it. I don't know. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which which was pretty cool. Um, and then actually in the fourth grade, I was lucky enough. There was um, an after school program at my grade school that was taught by who I thought were two storyboard artists from Rocco's Modern Life. And then I went on like this big mission to track them down and I could never find them. So maybe it was all lies. <laughs> I've <never been> <laughs> But I can't find these guys. So yeah, but I would love to find them and thank them, whatever they did in animation, or maybe they didn't even work in animation because they really inspired me to, to do it. Um, and then, yeah, you know, me and friends, uh in like grade school middle school like middle school mostly we would start we started writing scripts like, mm -hmm. we were oh like, really yeah we would get together on the weekends we had a show we you know quote unquote show we were writing um called seven kids in a car <gasps> and i think it was our middle school sort of projection of what high school would be like but we used to write scripts right. so wow yeah <laughs> 
Wait, so you were writing scripts with, uh, like with your friends or was it within that like little program? Uh, with my friends. Yeah. The program was just in the fourth grade and this was in middle school. Me and my friends were writing, um, seven kids at a car on the weekend. So funny. How many episodes did you write? Oh, we wrote a bunch. Well, you know, what was really funny is we were, um, these are my two best friends, Heather and Tierney. And we were obsessed with Beanie Babies as grade schoolers. And we had these elaborate, you know, you would play with, you know, dolls and toys as a kid. We had all these elaborate stories with the Beanie Babies. And then we kind of turned them into human characters and we would draw them and kind of in an anime style all the time because I, you know, we like anime. And then we started (laughs) writing scripts with them. Um, And uh, yeah, and then in high school, I I started doing some of my own comics and I thought I'd do a web comic. I probably did put some stuff online somehow. Gosh, I don't even remember. And then, uh, you know, and then I, I graduated high school early. Um, How early? Just a year early. Just a year? Mm. Yeah. Oh, Ludo, you're drawing Ludo. By the way, I'm sorry I can't draw because uh, I'm on my husband's computer because the microphone's better, but I don't have the Cintiq here. So I just want to say that the drawing looks fun. Are those like Bomberman? I don't know. They're hey, what a robot. Is that? What are you drawing? Oh, it's okay. a robot. I don't know. It says robot. Is uh, is robot a uh, character from Star? Oh, I think it's maybe a robot and monster thing. You mentioned robot oh, and monster. That's um, what it is. Yeah, which was my first, or actually my second job in animation. But anyway, yeah, so I graduated high school early uh, because a bunch of kids were really mean to me. And I... I <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I know this is so dumb but it yeah a bunch of kids are really mean to me and I didn't have any friends at one point and the two friends I mentioned did not go to school with me so I was kind of alone in high school and these people were mean and I uh I tested out you can take a test and leave high school it's good for people to know that I don't know if wow, you still can. I actually didn't know that but <laughs> you, you could when I was younger so I did that and I went to um community college for two years and there was actually this art program there, you know, so I was always obsessed with animation and there was a program at um, Santa Monica Community College um, for animation and you could get an associate's degree in animation and it was like the side school there called the Academy of Entertainment and Technology. Um, and I'm not even sure if they're around anymore, but a bunch of people in that program were applying to CalArts and that's how I learned about CalArts. Um, and that got me really excited and I went and visited the school and then became obsessed with getting in there. Um, and then I applied and got in and did the, the four-year program, which I, I really loved. Um, I felt like I had finally met my people, you know? Nice. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, went there from 2005, 2009. And actually, uh, I'm giving my, my whole history. When I, when I was at CalArts, <laughs> I, um, I came up with the idea for Star, um, and I got an opportunity to pitch it. Um, yeah, between my second and third year, like that summer, I pitched it for Cartoon Institute, which was, a, um, the, you know, they were taking uh, pitches from from anybody and being that I was a Cal Arts student and I knew about it from friends who had graduated beforehand, I signed up to do it. Um, and I, I pitched to Craig McCracken and Robert Zetti, which was very intimidating. And oh, wow. Like, yeah. Huh. Yeah, but they were like so awesome and so nice. And, and, and it was Star. I mean, it was, you know, Star. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a different version of star you know the earliest version but yeah you know they it ultimately didn't make it to one of the cartoon institute shorts but those guys were really encouraging and you know um rob got me in touch with some people at nickelodeon and i actually did a short with star there during my fourth year of cal arts um 
along with my my student film um yeah. how did that how did that work the short for star with nickelodeon uh well they were taking it kind of the same well i guess different than cartoons too they were doing shorts and they were interested in in you know i think just anybody with an idea that they liked mm. and rob got me in touch um with one of the executives there and yeah, we made a short. I mean, I kind of lucked out because the, the deal with the short was they were actually making these like animated two minute shorts to kind of, you know, test out a concept. And then if they um, really liked it, you know, they would maybe do a longer pilot and then they would, you know, own it if they didn't do anything with it. But because it was just the short, mm-hmm. um, I actually got the idea back. They they held on to it for a year and then I actually got to have Star back, and then I brought it to you know the final of the three places available at the time, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I brought it to Disney, and that was you know great because they they were interested in it too. Um, and Cartoon Network too, I actually had it you know quote unquote like in development there for a little while, didn't get to um, to you know make a, yeah make a pilot short with it. Well, you know a lot of times um, you know it, it's kind of well also you know. If anybody's pitching, you should you should really uh, work with a a manager or you know somebody mm-hmm. a lawyer read over the contracts. But you definitely know, most, a lawyer, yeah. definitely a lawyer. But but a lot of places, you know, they'll uh, you will get the idea back up into a certain point, mm-hmm. and usually that point is. I mean, now nobody's animating pilots, so now it's you know the point you don't yeah. get it back is the big fancy, you know, animatic that they test with. Um, but usually, if 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 uh, they're not interested at a point before then you you can get the idea back it's actually a very good point that i think um hasn't really been brought up much is that it's true like i it used to be that like if you, if you got a pilot then you got a show like there was this like sort of process they don't really make pilots like everything is they don't want to put that much money into stuff up front so i feel like i've seen a lot of shows skip that process entirely they'll do like sizzle reels and like all these, um, you know, it'll be like a clip of animation um, without committing to the full thing, which sounds bad maybe, but in some ways it's better because then you don't waste a bunch of time making something that never happens, that no one ever sees potentially too, which is the worst. That's the worst part. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing, you know, I think across, I don't know. I mean, of course, I I would probably prefer to have something animated because I feel like they need like a real Oh, absolutely, yeah. But... At least all the studios seem to be doing this. Like everybody's doing these animatics now, and nobody's doing a fully animated pilot. So at least yeah. everything is on the same level. You know, it's not yeah. like half the things are being animated and they're all getting tested on. You know, it's it's like the the playing field is even. If that yeah, makes sense. it's just changed. Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah, it's what just, it. Yeah, not what it used to be. Yeah, like when I did Star, I actually got to do a fully animated pilot, um, which you know I was awesome and i think you know really helped i mean mm. at least for me i'm like oh you're gonna test on kids with this animatic are they gonna you know i mean apparently they've been doing this for a while they know what they're doing but uh it does it, to be honest makes me a little nervous just the, like oh i hope i hope that the kids can really like see the vision of it without the animation you know? yeah uh, that, yeah huh? that's that's the tricky part huh is that like they they expect these focus test groups to get it <laughs> and it's like they, I have, I mean, the kids, uh, the kids they put in these groups, I've been told, are like bioengineered. <laughs> like they're, they're like, they're like, they're like taught on what to expect. Like they're not kids off the street. They're kids that understand what an animatic is. But it's still very funny, and I feel I had the same, I had the same reaction when they would tell me that stuff. It's like, yeah, we're gonna show like this stuff to these kids. I'm like, 
this like this isn't anything like this isn't this isn't meant for children they they're gonna be like what's that it's what is why isn't it colored but no apparently these kids get it apparently they like have been you know briefed yeah i i hope so fingers crossed i'm you know i'm about to enter this new process with with this uh animatic testing and uh yeah i don't know i mean i guess the most important part at the end of the day is always going to be the story and that's going to be what they're going to ask them about the story and the characters so yeah um, yeah Mm -hmm. you know uh I do hurts my little artist heart though in a way though I think I'm like I want to see it moving I want to see the colors oh absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah well well, the flip side of that the flip side of that is that um having gone through it is that like uh, the when there's a pilot made the the cost of the project goes up considerably and like it becomes harder and harder to get it back from the network. So like mm. my perspective is that it, like, if you don't want to animate, I, I used to, I, I felt the same way um, going into doing development for Planet Panic. But then like um, now that I've seen the other end of it, it's like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't do a pilot. <laughs> like, I'm so glad it would like the, the cost of that thing would have been much higher and it would have been even more difficult to, to get it back, you know? So mm, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's a good point. There's a lot. It's it's a heavy it's a heavy weight we carry as we're trying to make a show. There's there's like so many factors that I think you just don't know about going in, right? Like there's so many little things you have to learn along the way. Yeah, well, and it's it's constantly changing too. So sure. I think that's you know the logic of it and what the audience wants and what the networks want and what's you know <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's always it's always changing. Um, yeah how the productions function I, i'm really enjoying these drawings appearing i love ludo i miss him so much so <laughs> it's really fun seeing him draw, draw with your mouse draw with your mouse yeah, yeah. God, i can't i know how do i draw it with a trackpad <laughs> yeah draw with a trackpad i'm gonna draw oh wait what do i do here we go trackpad um, ludo oh wait it's like disappearing as i'm making a line <laughs> Oh yeah, that's yeah, the fun of Jamboard. It's a uh, it's tricky, tricky little app. Oh, oh but that's because you're with the laser. You have to oh, like. Oh, <laughs> I need a pen. Wait, mm-hmm. I'm drawing with a trackpad. I was also going to ask you because um, you said you were in Cal Arts when you came up with the Pitch Bible for um, uh, Star. Mm-hmm. Um, do you does Cal Arts have any classes or courses that kind of like teach their students how to kind of like pitch for a show or how did you kind of like uh get around to putting that together when you were in school well you know i think to me the the big benefit of cal arts or at least the 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 thing that i thought was like so special and amazing about it was just that they made us make our own films every single year right Mm -hmm. so starting from your freshman year they're really stepping you through like this, the whole filmmaking process of like, okay, you're going to write a story and you're going to storyboard it and you're going to come up with characters and you're going to do designs and backgrounds and you're going to record, you know, that maybe find somebody from the music department to do music for you and find some actors from the acting department and, you know, actually record it and in a sound booth and do the editing and do the animation and like they have you do every single step. So like in a way that was really on par with like what you need for a TV show in a, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there was like a specific class where they were talking about p- 
pitching, but I had definitely been exposed to some pitch Bibles there, right? Mm. Um, like I definitely got to see, you know, cause, cause most of the teachers are in the industry and they would share things. Mm. And I'm sure I had a teacher like step us through like, Hey, this is the, the stuff that's in the Bible. It was probably in a story class or something, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember specifically, but I definitely know I got to see, um, some stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like you were um, working on your writing um, skills as you were in CalArts or was it just something that you were kind of always, uh, since you were <laughs> doing the like kids in the car kind of uh, <laughs> since like middle school? Yeah, well, we definitely did writing classes at CalArts. Um, I did a, a screenwriting class with Nicole Panter, which I, I really remember and really liked a lot. Um, and of course, we always had uh, story classes, which was boards, but I guess, you know, writing, writing through boards, you know, that all that stuff. Um, you know, and it's one of those things, too, as a student, I mean, you could decide maybe uh, like, oh, maybe I'm more, I think the kind of job I want to get is, you know, doing um, layouts or something. So on my student film, I may be not going to concentrate much in story. You know, you had some so you could kind of do what you wanted in that sense, but I was always really interested in the story stuff and, um, you know, especially doing comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you ever um, do improv? <laughs> you know what? I did um, <coughs> I did do an improv class at CalArts. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I think I might have done more than one. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I remember they had us do all these, like, weird exercises and... Uh, um, and that was probably good for me to do because I'm I'm not like, you know, I think like a lot of people in animation, it's like, I enjoy doing drawings and like acting through drawings, but I'm probably like, like a little shy. I think especially uh-huh. first, now that I did start, I've had to do a lot of like talking and, you know, these kind of interviews or like, you know, I used to have to do a lot of like, uh, you know, I need to get in front of all the execs at Disney and talk about the arc of season three, you know, like, I feel like mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of gotten used to more used to this stuff now but it was uh it was definitely intimidating at first. right yeah <laughs> and when did you uh when did you kind of find a manager and how did you how did they how do you feel like they helped you put together a pitch or kind of like uh did you rehearse with your manager kind of like how did you prepare for pitches or like what you just described like describing an arc um to uh execs and all that stuff that's a good question. You know, I, I got my manager, um, who I still have now, when I, also when I was at CalArts, uh, one of my teachers, you know, knew that I was doing pitches and he was like, oh, you should meet with, with my manager. Cause if you're going to be, you know, uh, pitching ideas and making pilots and stuff, like you should, uh, you should have a manager to help you right, out. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I was like, okay. You know, yeah. And that's how, um, I got my manager at the Gotham group, uh, Julie, who's been awesome and she's really been there for me throughout like you know my whole career and stuff I'm trying to think if I you know I definitely would send her uh stuff for feedback but I I wouldn't say that's like the main thing that that like it's definitely something she does but I I I don't feel like that's like like Mm. like I like like to to me managers are are like 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 she definitely reads over like like (laughs) Mm-hmm. all my all the papers to make sure everything is like like I'm really bad at that stuff like oh here's a pile of legal stuff like she can look at this stuff. I have a lawyer too but like you know right. she always takes like the first look at those things 
she sets up the meetings she you know she was uh-huh. also like like it's helpful too like when you are running a show if it's like ooh, there's there's something that's like not jiving well and it's something that like like having mm. somebody call up you know this exec at disney for me is is helpful <laughs> you know oh like, yeah i uh-huh. found it to be really really helpful um and you know the other thing that like managers i i think are really helpful for is like they also like i don't know it just it's, it feels more professional i think and that's always a plus i think yeah like an industry of a lot of like artists and creative types but there is like a part to all this stuff where like it's important to i think present in a professional way i agree i think that's something that's like been on my mind a lot because i um I can't, I, I was starting to kind of like pitch a show and I was developing with a producer, but they, they weren't my manager. They were, they were a producer acting kind of like a, like an exec. And it was kind of tricky because I, I, I knew I was on my own and I didn't have anyone to like turn to, uh, to be like, Hey, is that is that right? Uh, is is this like is this the, the thing that we should be doing right now? What am I what am I supposed to do for the next step kind of thing? And after that, getting an agent has really helped me because now, like you 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 said, it's like it feels more professional. And whenever I have a question, I can like call them. And I guess I'm like talking about this whole thing because I I didn't. Um, it's not something that we hear about a lot when we see interviews, like when we read interviews and we, or we hear like people pitching or like showrunners, we don't really hear about like the, what an agent is, what a manager is, or what it like, you know, kind of what each of these different roles, what they do for their client, you know? Yeah, well, and it's interesting too because you know if if we were in live action, we would all like have to have right, you know, uh, yeah, a, a manager or an agent or both, you know, and definitely the lawyer. Like nobody is a yeah. is you know a screenwriter who doesn't have these things, right? And I, I and you know it's one of those things in animation where like. I don't know, not to go on like this whole tangent, but like, you know, like our guild and being taken seriously and all of these things where it's like, you know, where it's like, man, like we're making, I think the most important, uh, you know, television and movies because they're for kids for the most part, right? Like we are making, I think the thing that's going to stay like, like I love making stuff for kids, right? Because like when you watch something as a kid and you love it, you watch it a million times and it like oh, yeah. sticks in your brain and it actually affects your life. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, like Sailor Moon has had a very big effect on my life and the life of, you know, millions and millions of people all over the world, you know, and, I, and, and it's crazy, but I think Star has had an effect on people's life. Like, and I take that responsibility like really, really seriously. And then it's so funny because then, you know, uh, I think, you know, a lot because of our, our, I don't know, because of our guild or because of whatever, like we're paid a lot less, we're like less respected in our industry. It's like all these things. And I, and I do think, you know, going back to like the managers and the lawyers and stuff, like I, you know, I think people don't want to jump into that because it is expensive, but I, I think that they, you know, ultimately can help you get paid more, ultimately get you more opportunities. Um, I think, you know, showing up to something like with like, Hey, oh yeah. Talk to my manager makes you look more professional with yeah. you more opportunities. That yeah, is, is true. It's yeah. true. And it's, and it's, it's, you know, and I think it's, an, it's important. Like, I think we need to, as people working in animation, 
give ourselves more respect. You know, it's like, we need to respect ourselves to get other people to respect us, right? Like I, you know, and I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's something we gotta be kind of fighting for because it's, you know, it's it's crazy. It's crazy the, the uh, I think like, like the difference between, you know, our industry and like the Writers Guild, you know? Yeah, I agree because it's also something that like I've I haven't been able to know whether it's just that uh people in animation are not used to talk about having an agent. Cause like when I was looking for an agent, because I was like dealing with this producer and I was just like I I started to feel like I think I'm like out of my depth here oh. and I need help. And then I was like, well, who do I turn to? Cause you know, when you don't know uh where to you know how to get that like connection i so i started asking people around and I, and then i was surprised because it was like like some people that i knew had agents and i had no idea and i just wonder why we don't talk about it more maybe because it's i don't know uh well i guess because i guess because when you're an animator you're um or like a storyboard artist or like a character designer you don't really need an agent you only really do need an agent if you're going to be pitching yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah, you're pitching, or maybe you're you're really doing a lot of directing, or kind of you know really uh, you know certainly like show running, producing, like maybe getting into more of that type of thing. But I but I think for anybody that like wants to pitch, that wants to get their own ideas out there, it's something they should really investigate. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Totally. Yeah. I was going to ask you, so as you were kind of like working on your ideas, so you started working on Star when you were in CalArts, but at the same time, you got your foot in the door, like uh, in the industry um, by being a, um, uh, what was your first job actually? Yeah. So, okay. So, so um, I had this year, I couldn't find work, which was really upsetting because it's like, you know, what to super expensive cal arts and you know i had these opportunities to do these pitches and you know uh, uh i'll still brag about it i got in the producer show every year at cal arts uh, nice. <laughs> uh, uh no but at the time big deal big deal to me and so i thought i was gonna like graduate and you know get all these job offers but like it was 2009 and everything crashed and yeah. you know the industry yeah. was you know most That's places a... that were doing internships like weren't doing it that year um you know and i had to move back in with my parents and i i did um i did 14 storyboard tests like i did Damn. so many tests and especially i mean i hope that there's a little more um regulation on the test like my star test was super short like i tried to make mm. it like a really short test just because some of those tests i took with those 14 tests you know, it would take like a whole week. They would be these tests that would yeah. be like, you know, I don't know, you know, 300 panel fight sequences and stuff. I mean, just like yeah. these really intense and it was like, oh my gosh. So I did all these tests. Although the flip side of that is I actually think all the tests probably made me, you know, better from just yeah. But, don't, don't say that out loud. The students are hearing you. I know, I know. Well, as a student and, you know, coming out of school, it's like, it makes a little bit more sense. But anyway, anyway, I won't go down yeah. that. Yeah. As opposed to people that have been working a long time. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, ton of tests, couldn't find a job, not having a good time. And then, um, yeah, and then, uh finally after about a year i got two job offers one was on mad which was a show um uh that oh, aired yeah, on cartoon network, network. Yeah, yeah it was like a, a warner brothers show um that was super fun really fun team on that and robot and monster so i got those two job offers and 
Um, Mad started first and I was a designer, like a character designer on Mad. Um, or I guess, you know, designer, quote unquote, they were like these quick little shorts, which was really fun. So in some ways you would kind of do a little bit of everything, um, but that was my very first job. But I only did it for a couple of months because I moved over to Robot and Monster because I got a storyboard revisionist position on that. And I knew I wanted to do boards. So that was kind of like the route to, to doing boards. Um, yeah, and Robot and Monster is such a cute, fun show. Uh, I definitely feel like that one didn't, um, I don't know, didn't get the the airtime it deserved or the audience or I don't know. I think it was short lived. It only had the the one season. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. What was a what network was it was it for? A Nickelodeon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that little character here eating the the bacon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked them up online. Is it yeah. a Nick Jr. A Nick Jr. show? No, it was a um, it was a regular uh, a regular Nick show, and it was of course it was CG. There was, you know, again, it's so funny how quickly things change because like when I was at CalArts, there was this big freak out of like y'all need to learn CG because 2D's done. Nobody's doing 2D. Everything's gonna be yeah. CG, and oh, all the networks. Yeah. yeah, it was that time, and all the networks were like trying to do you know these CG shows. So yeah, Roman Monster was 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 CG. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and it was interesting because they designed it so smart. Like they designed this really amazing town that was yeah. all completely built with all these cool buildings and, you know, all the characters. It was basically like, we're going to put all the money in this first season to do this amazing CG town and all these characters. And then we can do as many seasons we want where we can just like reuse all this stuff because we basically have like this awesome neighborhood built, you know, and then it only took mm-hmm. one season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, it's so sad. Oh but, my gosh, yeah. But it was really, it was a cute show. I can't, you know, I was a storyboard revisionist, so I did not have anything to do with like the right. creative or anything with that show, but it was like a great first show to be on with like a really nice team. Yeah, and like, um, and after that show, like how did you kind of, um, what was the transition between your first show and your second show kind of smooth or did you have like a little bit of a well yeah so so yeah i don't know i mean i've had sort of an interesting career path because i've you know i i was always like chasing after star oh which by the way i should also mention when okay so star was the first thing i pitched you know Mm. cartoon network nickelodeon then you know i graduated couldn't find a job nickelodeon had the rights to star for a year I came up with a bunch of other pitches during that time. So I probably pitched like, I don't know, four or five other things, um, you know, and, and, and I went around to all the studios and was pitching these other ideas. None of them, I think hit like star did. Like, I just think star had that like special thing that people, you know, got people excited, but, um, mm. but I did, you know, pitch these other ideas around to all the studios during that year too. So then I got the job on mad robot and monster um, and then Robot and Monster was going to go on hiatus. Um, I think this was around like December of whatever year that was. It was going to go on like a one month hiatus, you know, quote unquote, and then we were going to come back for season two. So during that one month, um, you know, uh, what was going on at, at Disney is I had, you know, brought Star. Finally, I got it back from Nick. I brought it to Disney. They were interested and we went, you know, uh, in development on Star, uh, which is a whole mm-hmm. story too. I could get into it, but it's a whole story. I went into <laughs> development on Star, and and uh, and then during my hiatus in Robot and Monster, I was like, "Cool, I'll board the Star pilot." Um, 
And at Disney, they let me have a, you know, they had a pretty empty office on Sonora. It was kind of like this like half filled office. Like I think at the time I, they just had like fish yeah. ups there and maybe like. Is maybe it the very like, like businessy one? Is it the Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was the one in Sonora, but it was like, I remember it was pretty empty when I first got there. And like, I think Gravity Falls was like just getting going, you know? Mm, so it was like yeah it was like an interesting time so i uh, i had an office there they gave me this little office um and i started boarding star and then i never went back to robot monster i just kept boarding (laughs) and uh and and robot monster then of course i actually think they did bring people back for a minute and then the show didn't happen for a second Mm. season unfortunately and um but i i oh my gosh i think i was like boarding versions of the star pilot and doing a full pilot i mean i did a fully animated pilot i got to have a small team for that you know some great artists um i got to work with on that uh like cheyenne came on cheyenne curtis to do some oh yeah initial character designs yeah a lot of really fun uh you know fun people in the beginning of that and did the pilot oh my gosh i think the pilot probably took almost about a year to to do like, really? I was like, oh, yeah I was wow. like, oh, i'm gonna board it in a month but i probably you know by the time the boards got approved it had probably been more like eight months you know oh like, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. So, do you know it's a long process always takes longer oh yeah and i was like fully like it's interesting because like obviously i couldn't do that now but at the time you know, I was living really uh, cheap with my boyfriend, now husband at the time, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a lot of expenses. This was like my big chance to do a pilot. Um, I just worked on Star. I mean, I got paid, you know, whatever teeny tiny bit they gave for me for the pilot. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I just went like <laughs> totally broke and just tried to really commit to it. And, um, and I think that that was good though. Like, like that, I think, ultimately really helped star get picked up too just because there i was like in the studio every day yeah yeah. uh, getting done whatever needed to get done as fast as i could and kind of like you know being around because you know what happens a lot with these pilots too is like a lot of times people are doing the pilot for one studio but they're working at another studio yeah and they're you know it's kind of like just this little thing they're picking at on the side and sometimes those things get forgotten about sometimes they take too long and different teams happen like it was like i'm glad i just committed to it um obviously at this point in my life now i couldn't do something like that uh, and nobody should really be expected to do that but i'm i'm glad that i did <laughs> yeah 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 totally <laughs> I, yeah it's really interesting to hear because i feel like everybody's story about developing their project is so different um but it does feel like there kind of needs to be like this very strong initial push that yeah doesn't yield a lot of income <laughs> <laughs> i know unfortunately well but then you know but then of course after doing star um uh you know i got to uh be at nickelodeon on more of like an overall deal you know working on other things but also getting to develop my own pilot so um that's right. been a really nice experience um uh, but I guess that it was one of those things that like I could then do because I had a successful show shrug. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, right? It's like you gotta it's like getting to that to that place first. Like you, you have to there's an, I don't think there's like any way around it. Um kind of from the people we've interviewed so far is like the first the first uh show is where you kinda like have to put everything uh in I guess uh well you you know I think you got to be really hungry for it you have to want it and 
with anything, you have to prove yourself. I mean, there's a ton of people, you know, I mean, at any one of these studios, there's, you know, they're probably getting, I don't know, I bet they're getting like 200 pitches a year for things. And then, you know, a handful of them are going into development and hand, you know, and a couple of those are getting a, you know, a pilot or now like a pilot animatic. And then, you know, it's like, it's like, it is like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of, I think, uh, you know, I think your idea has to be good. I yeah. think it has to, you have to be lucky that it's the idea that, you know, people want at the time. I mean, I've said this before, so I don't really mind saying it, but like, you know, Star didn't happen at Cartoon Network at the time and didn't happen at Nickelodeon at the time because it had a female lead. Like, I mean, I'm sure there were other reasons too, but that was like not something the networks were interested in and you know, 2007, 2008 or whatever, which is crazy. I mean, it's crazy, especially, you know, compared to now. But then, you know, when I brought it to Disney, that was something that they wanted. Like they were looking for a show uh, with a female voice, you know? So that was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I, I, my, my luck and timing were right. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah. I the idea, um, you know, I worked well with the executives there. And the idea actually changed quite a bit when I was at Disney, which was an interesting part of the development process. And I, I was glad that I played ball and I worked with them and I really ultimately, you know, liked the version better that I created with them, you know, than the one I initially brought in. Um, right. So yeah, like there's, there's so many factors to these things. What would you say, uh, if you can talk about it, what would you say are the things, like the main things that um, you had to change to kind of like... Um... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've talked about this too. Yeah. So it's 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 really funny because, okay, so Star, first version to Star, it's very different. The character is the same. It's Star Butterfly. She is a fourth grade girl who thinks she's Sailor Moon. She doesn't have magic powers. She... <laughs> talks to her cat all the time who doesn't talk back and she's basically like torturing this poor cat like i know you can talk you know, <laughs> and, and she has no friends and she uh and but she like saves the day through her like just like determination to do so so like the little pilot uh for that that i had started boarding at cartoon network is a uh, you know there's like <laughs> she's trying to help this kid get his stolen bike back uh -huh. the, but the kid doesn't want her help and then, you know, and she's, you know, he just like, wants to go home to his mom and she's like, no, I'm, you know, and then like, there's this, then the bully, like she ends up like saving the day by throw, saying like a magic Sailor Moon spell and throwing glitter in his eyes. And he like, you know, <laughs> can't see anything, but it's like, there's all these like fun, like, like all the monsters are there. It's like, she's, she'll go into these, like, you know, she'll say a spell and, and the whole thing will transform and it'll be like this big imagination type of thing. So that right. was the that was the first idea. Um, oh yeah, and Marco was in there, but he was like this like Dragon Ball Z obsessed kid, right? He <laughs> was like, like so there was this fun, you know, or like you know, quote unquote Dragon Ball Z. So that was the very first version. When I brought it to Disney, um, you know, and, oh my gosh, and I'm sure other people have talked about this too. Like, and and all the processes are different, but you know, the pitching process tends to be uh, you pitch to you know the 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 first exec, you know, yeah. kind of the, the like, the like, uh, the like opening door boss, right? Like the first uh -huh. one. And then uh -huh. if, you, if you get past them, you pitch to the person above them and the person above them and the person above them. And the, you know, it's like a ladder of, of people that you need to get through uh, to get your idea, you know, up, up the ladder. So, um, so yeah, I had pitched star a bunch of times at Disney. And then it was like, uh, like, okay, you're going to meet 
Eric Coleman, he was like, you know, the 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 top guy for like, you know, approving pilots and Disney creative and you know, all that stuff at the time, right? They're like, you're 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 gonna meet him, you're gonna have a meeting with him. And I was like, okay, great. And I'm oh like, am I, am I am I pitching the idea to him? Am I pitching star to him? And they were like, no, he loves the idea, he's seen this idea. Um, uh, he, you know, it, you're just meeting him. You're just having a meeting. I'm like, cool. So ah! then, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like a super punctual person. Again, I have this weird, like I need to be ah! pro- professional. So I always show up early. So I'm of course like the first person in this meeting and, um, and, and I'm waiting and one of the execs comes in and he's like, yeah, so we've been talking and like, we love the idea. It's so great. We love it. But like, but, but, but what if Star were older? What if she were in high school? And like, mm. what if the magic powers are real? Cause we think that would be really cool. Mm. Which of course is like a, like a completely different idea. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And I'm like, kind of like, try like, mm. like, what, what does this mean? And then uh, Eric comes in and he sits down and he goes like, so uh, what's this idea about? Tell me about this. Like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, right? So then I'm like, like weirdly, I don't know, cause I'm crazy. I'm like trying to pitch it as like this new idea somehow, like on oh, wow. the spot. It was really, really bad as you can imagine. And okay, cause I was like, are yeah. you, did you pull it off? No, 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 <laughs> not at all, not at all. It went really bad. And at the end of the meeting, he was basically like, yeah, so like nice artwork. And he like, and I was like, shit, like I, I messed up. <laughs> like, so so I, I, I like went home and I like totally rewrote the Bible. So I just like rewrote the whole thing. So that's basically the idea it is now. I was just like, okay, how does she have magic power? She's a foreign exchange student you know, from another dimension. And the Dragon Ball Z kid is now like the kid that she moves in with. And he's like, you know, this, this, this like, like LA, like awesome Mexican boy who loves karate and he's like super fun. And, you know, and it's like all of these awesome elements like came together and it, you know, and it became the idea does now. Wait, so how how nice. how fast did you uh, go from like the old idea to the the new idea? Like, how long did you take to rewrite the whole thing? Uh, probably a week or two. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Mm, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it yeah. It was like it was quick, and then I brought it in, and they really liked that idea. So it it you know I don't know, and then we like went down that road. <laughs> And um, and when so during all of while all of this was happening, uh, when was the time that you worked on uh, Wonder? Uh, uh, how did that fit into the whole? Um... Yeah, so I did, was not on Wonder for very long. Um, I got on Wonder near the end, or maybe at yeah near the end of my Star Pilot. They were crewing up for that, and you know Craig had remembered me from when I had pitched him a few years before when I had pitched him Star. And he, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, invited me on to, I I, I was just doing revisions again, um, uh, which was fun. I mean, it's, it's such a cool show and it was really cool for me to see. Because basically at that point I was like waiting to see if Star would get picked up, which also like, right. we, we finished the pilot, they <gasps> just did the pilot. And then I waited around for six months while they decided uh, what they were going to do. But I, <laughs> I, I got to work on Wander at the time, which was cool. And um, and yeah, it was really like really interesting for me to see, you know, Craig starting up this new show, 
um while i had on my mind like oh maybe if this gets picked up like i'll get to to you know have a show so that was like really beneficial oh my gosh that's really cool i feel like yeah i i love wonder it's such a like it's such a a fun show it's got like it's got that like flash kind of sensibility that's like um what's the word like i don't know it's very i don't know it's kind of like for me when i was in france like a lot all of the cartoons are pretty much like harmony or flash so oh. i was like wow he's making he's making this like cartoon with that style and kind of getting it to um uh i mean i guess it's also disney disney has a lot of money to make shows <laughs> like he's good he's got like but i was like wow he's making it look really good because yeah uh in in france we, we there's not really any cartoons that are uh like hand-drawn like 2d um but yeah like uh, how did you pick your the style you wanted for stars star versus like did you just kind of like knew, know that you wanted it to be like hand-drawn yeah well that was that was an interesting process too but yeah just a you know and wonder yeah i mean i craig mccrack and i'm such a fan of his i mean he just like he brings that unique uniqueness and that style that I think is like so him to all his cartoons you know I mean he always does like a different thing but like yeah Wander was was definitely like a very special special show um that one should have had more seasons too Uh, yeah um, (laughs) but yeah you know stubble star I mean yeah I don't know this is I think I could I'll try to talk about this we'll see where it goes but like there was a thing that was a little bit of a bummer which was uh we actually started at Mercury Animation Studios you know who did Wander uh the first season and of course you know they do Hilda and like I mean they just do amazing amazing stuff um really big fan of theirs and we set up to be for their studio so we set up to be more in that style and then they were overwhelmed they took too many shows I don't know I don't like honestly I never really got a straight answer of what exactly happened but they Mm. they ended up dropping star after I think six episodes and it was like Um, you know we had a rough first season already and then that happened and like (gasps) I don't know I've never been more stressed out in my entire life I think it was like it was really rough (gasps) And the show ended up uh, in the uh, a studio in the Philippines for a little bit, who, and they were a very good studio, but like they were not prepared for the show because we were set up for a Mercury type studio, and it's just a different pipeline because they do more a little bit more of like a puppeted thing and a little more, you know, right? You, they actually need less material. Like I think those the studios are like they're more expensive, but they do more of the the kind of prep work in a way. Mm-hmm. Like they did all the the mouth charts and stuff like that. So then we ended up on this this hand drawn studio in the Philippines that like uh, Toon City, and like I said, they're very good, but like oh my gosh, it was such a nightmare because we didn't have stuff like nut charts for them or you know stuff or like oh yeah we, we didn't have timing sheets oh, oh wow because and, was, they, and they needed that oh yeah they need that i mean those those hand drawn studios like you need to set stuff up that way and you yeah, know and they and they wanted to go in and like do a good job and and try to do it and also of course our, our time ended up being very limited <laughs> Uh, so they had to do like a rush job and then we had to fix a lot of things. I actually got, you know, animators in house and, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, definitely, you know, like, like Disney definitely wanted to try to help fix stuff. I mean, we had some in-house animators and we had 
uh, I sent one of my directors to the Philippines for a couple of weeks to try to help out. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Uh, uh, you know, so I don't know. I think it, it still hurts my heart a little bit because a lot of people, you know, were really attracted to the animation of those first couple episodes and they really looked great. And then it suddenly switched and like, I think nobody really knew yeah. why, you know? And then of course, Mercury went on to do like other Disney shows. I don't know. It was like a little bit of a rough thing. Cause I, yeah, I, I, I never really understood like, like why it happened exactly. Um, that's so interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How did you manage like emotionally, like around that time? Uh, yeah. Like, like, do you have, like, do you talk to your friends? Do you, <laughs> you know, like, how do you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and there were like, you know, first seasons are notoriously rough and like star honestly had like a particularly rough first season, I would say. Um, and I don't think I want to get into every single thing, but it was like, you know, it was, it, it had its growing pains. There were some, some tough things. I, I feel like for me, like, I'm always a person that like, I will show up every day and try to do the best that I can. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, and especially as like a brand new showrunner and somebody that hadn't even been working in animation like that long. I mean, obviously somebody like very passionate and, you know, want to do a good job and like, you know, and I feel like I'm very collaborative and I like to, to work with other people and, you know, but I, but you know, I feel like I came in every day knowing like, okay, I don't know everything. I'm not gonna pretend I know everything. I'm gonna ask questions and I'm gonna try to learn and I'm going to come in and do the best that I can. And like that went a really long way. Um, Cause to be honest, I don't think everybody functions in that way. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that was always my attitude. And I think that that worked well. Um, Cause also, you know, show running is a lot of like putting out fires. It's like, we have this issue over here. This thing is going on, yeah. uh, you know? And there's a million things, I mean, Oh my God. I, I saved somewhere. I still have an image of one of the rainbow charts from star just because it's, <laughs> it's so mind blowing. You know, they give you this like schedule that's like, you know, and, 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 and trying to describe this maybe for people that haven't seen one, it's like every week you start a new episode. So, you know, on week one, you're writing episode one, you have like, a I don't know, say like a week to write it and like six weeks to board it and like six weeks in animatic, you know, you have, mm-hmm. here's your episode on a timeline, you know, it goes to animation, uh, you know, and then after our first season, we got to do Here, a I'll restart. sketch it out on the, on the, yeah. Yeah, 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 we got to do a restart and I, I star was actually animated in Korea season two to four um, at uh, Sugar Cube and of course RDK, love RDK. Uh, and that was great because then, you know, that went really smooth because we could actually do timing sheets and melt charts and, you know, all those, all those things, you know, uh, <laughs> and they're, they're really excellent studios too. So, um, yeah, so it's, um, uh, wait, I'm curious to see this drawing you're doing. Oh, wait, it's there, on the right? second page. It's on yeah. the side. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So it's like every week there's a new, oh, the star drawing's so cute. Aw, it's her too. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every week there's like you know a new episode starting so then at some point in the season you are working on uh wait actually actually wait right there on writing you gotta yeah. write boards next to it that animatic <gasps> that and then this and then this one that says boards that's the next episode then the next episode then the next episode so yeah yeah, yeah. at some point in the season 
you are working on you know and like our second season we had 22 episodes and most of them were 11 so like 44 stories more or less so at some point in the season as the showrunner you were working on some part of 44 episodes at the same time yeah it creates like a vertical slice right where like you're yeah. you're moving through multiple episodes but it all at different points yes yeah thing yeah yes. i didn't explain it very well and, and drawing right. <laughs> yeah because you're like yeah you're you're looking at all basically all these different episodes are in all different stages of production some being very 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 early and some being kind of like uh later down the pipeline and what what is your favorite part of like looking at an, like what is the favorite moment for you to look at an episode uh -huh. hmm? Oh, I don't know. You know, I kind of love everything. Again, like going back to those student films, like I feel like, like, sh like in a way, like show running has really made sense for me because I really enjoy, like, like, uh, well, I, I would say I really enjoy every part of the process. I don't love calling retakes. That's probably, <laughs> I guess that's my least favorite part of the process. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really love the writing. I like being involved in the writing. Like that's really big for me. Um, I love working with the team. I like working with the board artists. I love like like checking out designs. Um, I love seek animation. I mean, I, I, I love so much of it. I love recording the actors. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. I actually recorded the first actor today for my Nick pilot. So, so that was fun. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> A little different, you know, because we're not in person. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's something I, I really love. Um, honestly, I think, I think like the, like the coolest thing for me about show writing and like definitely like the coolest thing to me about star, like, I think star was a really special show and like people, a lot of our, 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 our staff on star really loved it. And I feel like they, they got to put themselves into it and they got to put their ideas into it. And we were like a really collaborative, really fun show. So, you know, it was one of those shows that like you know, if you're a board artist and you had like a really like, oh, I'm going to put this character in an episode and see how it goes. Like we might love that character. And now it's like a reoccurring character, you know, like we were really, you know, and I think just the nature of the, sh of the show, like I, I, I think the way that I like to write, I don't know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I was like reading some of those questions that um, people were writing on Twitter and somebody was asking about the ending, you know, and I, and I know that on Star, there were like a lot of people that were, um, and they, like I think the ending was d divisive. Some people really liked oh, yeah. it, some people didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really liked the ending, and I think that it was in the spirit of the show, which was like, Star was a show where like any problem, that, like the way I wanted to rate it is like any problem that got solved could open a new problem, and like you know, and, and a funny thing with making a show too is like you never know how many seasons you're gonna get. You know, so if right. you want to do these big storylines, you know, I didn't want to be in a position where like the show uh, was completely, you know, open-ended, you know, without much of an ending if we didn't get another season, but I kind of like didn't want to totally end it if, if we did, you know, so I think right. like, that's yeah. the tricky thing that you're always trying to balance. Um, right, right, right. You know, but. I yeah, I don't think people know how hard it is to land that plane. <laughs> like it, it's like you, you never know how, it's, it's very rare to know when your show is going to end right and so it's like yeah you yeah, just gotta no. open for the best <laughs> you're gonna for the best but but i but i don't like you know i personally i don't like those big like end with a bow like everything solved type of ending it's like i you know and that's a personal uh, thing but you know mm -hmm. <laughs> star is kind of my baby and that's that's not what i wanted to do with it like i like stuff where it's like 
we can keep going with this fans can do their own versions like you know i i i, I didn't want to wrap it up i like i like the type of writing like and we would do this on star all the time it's like let's you know write ourselves into a corner let's not know oh, where wow. we're going next and like <laughs> yeah. figure it out like, like that oh. is so exciting and so fun to me and so creative but you know but again it's one of those things that maybe the fans don't always love because it's yeah. it's like you know like i know that there was also like oh you killed the villain that we love so much you know <laughs> well, you know i i thought it would be cool to kill him and then figure out what we're gonna do next you know like like to me that's more interesting because it's more surprising you know do you think do you think people hate do you think people i mean not hate but do you think people don't like not know not being able to predict what's going to happen to a degree because i've definitely seen that yeah maybe i also think people don't like i don't know like i'll probably and again I, it's funny i hate like saying anything negative about anything because it's so freaking hard to make anything that i appreciate, yeah. oh, appreciate yeah. anything but like i think about like like i'm such a harry potter fan and like mm. the ending always bugged me just that we like go into the future and everybody's married to each other and like yeah and, and, like, really bothered me and like i didn't want to do that and i think people kind of wanted that in a way like they wanted to like feel like star and mark are together forever and it's like this big satisfying ending but i'm like oh god they're teenagers like i don't want to yeah. say that like mm -hmm. i don't i you know personally like i don't know are they together Just realistically they're probably not yeah it's honest. really funny too because there's like the big kind of like ips where harry potter and uh his dark materials and i feel like even though his dark materials is maybe not as popular as harry potter i feel like it's more realistic yeah. uh in that sense like in terms of like yeah like we're from different worlds like you know <laughs> it like we can't really you know uh it and yeah and like you you said i think it's it was kind of weird in harry potter how everybody it was just too convenient it's just too convenient you know but, but I, think, I, I think like the end <laughs> I, I i i am gonna die on that hill really like, that's great and you, and you can love it and that's great too like i again like i i i kind of like i said i don't like dissing anything because i'm so happy anything original gets made that like yeah right I'm, yeah you know that that and it's so hard to make anything that like kudos to whatever but personally i i didn't i didn't want them to end up together you know and i and the show is chaotic i mean that was always the thing with star is like it's chaotic and it's weird and it's fun and the characters are like honest and you know so i felt like like the ending was appropriate to the spirit of the show yeah well you're not going to please everybody and you're never yeah. gonna you know what i kind of feel like if you please everyone it's middle of the road that's how i feel yeah yeah <laughs> i agree i think that's something that i struggle with a lot because it's like i'm you know it's it's easy to uh be i don't know for me like I'm, i tend to be kind of like a people pleaser and i think that gets in my way when i pitch because when when you pitch or like when you want to try to write something it's like no you have to have like a strong point of view if you try to please yeah. everyone then you, it gets like all muddied and it it's not it's not as, it's not as strong anymore yeah uh dan how do you deal with creative block when it hits you and what does it feel like for you oh creative block um oh boy yeah that's a tough one um and i think it points in your life it's interesting i think that the workflow changes and how you do stuff changes i feel like i've been in kind of an interesting place just in life and career right now because i had a baby over a year ago and 
you know, we've all been working from home and I feel like that's had to really, I feel like I've had to learn to be less picky about like the time that I get because a lot of it is like, oh my gosh, baby is napping. What can I get done right now? You know, it's been like, it's, it's just been like having to like really like cue in and, and get into those places really quick. And I don't know, it's, it's interesting, but, but yeah, I, Generally, though, I would say for creative block, for me, I think the best thing sometimes is to step away from something mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for me and like, okay, you know what? I'm not solving the story problem today. I'm going to go work on something else or I'm going to take a walk or I'm going to go, I don't know, see some people. Of course, it's been such a weird year. I mean, I'm seeing people again now, but man, what a weird thing we've all lived through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we started a podcast to cope with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, that's good. Here we are. Here we are. And we're um, still talking through a computer. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do what we can. Um, yeah, I think that's good advice. Should we dig into some Twitter questions? Yes. From at Irrelevant T, they asked, what is the biggest bottleneck when it comes to producing animation and how do you handle it? Uh, the biggest bottleneck. That's interesting because I'm there there probably are a lot of bottlenecks. I'm trying to think like what would be a bottleneck. Um, you know, I would say that the biggest issue just in general with producing animation is the thing that I think everybody struggles with, with everything, which is like that, like that three circle chart that it's like, what is it? It's, it's, um, fast, cheap, cheap and good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's really hard to get all three of those things. Like you can't get all three of those things. And I think that, you know, the struggle that we all with making an animated show is like, you're on a timeline um you you don't have time to get everything perfect you have to pick your battles and you have to you know like one thing i had to do a lot on star is like pick the episodes like this is an extra special episode we want to spend a little more time in and this episode we're gonna just kind of push through and it's not perfect and like what can you do they can't all be perfect like that's what's different with a tv show and a movie i think you know movies tend to be really worked a lot and a lot of television shows, you just, you don't have the time, you know? You're just going, yeah. You're just going. I mean, literally, like, okay, like, I, I think about this. Any show that you love, go back and watch a couple of the very first episodes, and you're always like, ooh, that's not the character, you know? No. That's not the character I love. And that's because they haven't, like, figured them out yet. You know, characters are kind of born and, and develop. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, they they there will be things that the character does early on where it becomes like, oh my gosh, that's the character. I mean, I remember episodes where I was like, this is the show, but we're like eight episodes in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, uh, you know, and that's kind of part of the process in TV is like, you're, you're seeing the birth of it. You're seeing the development. You're seeing the changes because you can't go back and fix them, you know? Um, you just kind of got to keep moving forward. But I but I think, you know, in TV, probably everybody would say, and I would say it too, you always wish you had a little more time. You always wish you had a little more time to get things a little more how you would like them. But also maybe you get some of the weirder, more interesting stuff that way because oh, you yeah. just got to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they say, you know, art's never finished. It's abandoned. I think TV, the same yeah. applies to TV. It's just like, ship it, ship it, whatever. We got to we gotta be done with this. Yeah, we got to be on to that next episode, is is Colin. Um, you know, and of course, you know, and it and you know, animated shows—they're really expensive. Like they're expensive, and they, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, from at Spin Attacks, uh, sort of going along with what we were just talking about. 
Is there anything about Star Versus that you'd go back and do differently if you're given the chance? If so, how? Mm. If you had that little bit of time. Yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, I always thought there, there's kind of a, um, there's always kind of a push, I feel like, in development where they want your main characters to, like, be really good friends right away. Like, that's always a thing. Like, they want the the relationships developed. Yeah. But I always kind of felt like if I did get to do, like, a Star reboot or something, it would be really fun to explore Star and Marco becoming friends more at the beginning. Like, actually stretch that out and spend more time there, you know? Like, it was one of those things that was like, well, we kind of got to do this in this one 11-minute episode, you know? But, like, I think that like that would have been cool to, like, actually take a couple episodes and really explore that. Yeah. Um, that same person asked, uh, how did you manage to cope with the pressures that come with running a show, and what advice would you give to people in similar creative positions? Ooh. Yeah, you know, kind of going back to that thing I said before, like, I, I, I think... I think if, if for, you know, if you ever find yourself in things where you're a little out of your element or it's a little overwhelming, like, I just think it's, it's good to go in and like ask the right question or not even the right. That sounds like there's pressure. It's like ask questions, try your best. Like, I don't know. I always, you know, one of my favorite advice uh, ever, uh, and I feel like this is said a lot and I don't remember exactly who said it to me, but it was like, you know, uh, uh, what is it? It's like hire people hire people you trust and then trust them right or like you mm -hmm. know like mm -hmm. like like a show is a collaboration and it's it's kind of like all about um being able to work with people that are are better at a lot of things than than you are you know it's like it's like i feel like as a showrunner you're a little bit like this overall you're kind of like like okay i'm trying to get people to like see this vision and come together and make this thing together like one thing one of the things about showrunning that surprised me so much is like you have to be such a cheerleader right like yeah. i feel like i had to do so much like cheerleading and getting people together and like you know kind of protecting the team sometimes from some of the more like negative stuff that would come from you know maybe the network or whatever you know or like find a way to like to like get stuff across to them that would like you know keep people excited and wanting to like make the thing and not like i feel like i had to take a lot of that burden like in a way which is kind of mm. i don't know i think that probably is pretty common yeah um, i think so yeah, yeah. Oh, wait sorry i think i lost the question it's like going like rambling here oh like um, how do you deal with the uh emotional pressure uh of like running a show yeah oh man that's so interesting uh I don't know. Again, I think I just come in every day and like try to do a good job. Like just, you know. Do you have any like coping mechanism? Like, do you have any anything that would kind of help you uh, come down from a difficult day or week or anything like that? Hey, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's coming. I'm kind of a sunny person. I don't know. <laughs> That's good. Clear. I mean, that helps. Yeah, you it does. It does help. I think that it helps, and I think I've been pretty good at like disconnecting when I get home too, which I think is is like a tough thing but probably an important thing which is harder to do right now that we're all working from home too but it's like if you can find that space where you're like okay no i'm not working and i'm not going to think about it um but it does get tough like i you know i had never had panic attacks in my life and i had some on the first season of star um, oh yeah oh, yeah and that's that's a weird like i was in a meeting one time and i couldn't breathe like i had to like leave the middle of the meeting and go into my office and just like try to breathe which is a really mm. strange i didn't have that too much but it definitely came up a few times um 
that type of thing is like probably not healthy. Um, I don't even remember how I dealt with it. I think just, you know, we kept going and I think everybody goes through that though. It, it's, yeah. it's, well, everybody that gets into that position, like it's, it, there's so much pressure that gets put on you and like, yeah. It, and it's the paradox is that the thing that always kind of annoys me about that whole thing. Well, there's a lot of stuff that annoys me about the process, but like it is that they expect you to be vulnerable and creative and you have to be, you know, all these things. But um, artistic people aren't wired for both. Like, you know, you can't be a creative, vulnerable person, but then also take on like so much weight and so much pressure. So like, I feel like everybody I know that's gotten into those positions has those moments where they just like crack for a little, you know, like you, you just, you, you have to just take that moment because it's a lot, like it's a, it's a, it's well, a shitload. It's a lot. Like, you know, there's so many elements to it too. Like I felt very responsible for my crew. I mean, oh yeah, it's a crazy thing to like go from like, oh, I'm working on a show to like, oh, I'm like the boss of a bunch of people. I'm like, if this doesn't go well, you know, I I, I had a crew of like 50 people. I mean, plus, you know, all the animators at the studios, you know, at the animation studios. So it was like, oh my gosh, like if somehow, cause you know, shows get canceled. Like sometimes you're halfway through a season and then they go, well, this isn't working. You know, like I, mm. I, I felt like, you know, I got to keep the show going as long as possible because now I've got this crew of people that like, this is what, this is their job, you know? Um, I don't know. It was something I really uh, took seriously. And, you know, and it's the whole balance too of like, I want to make this thing good, but also I'm making this thing for a network that's paying for it. Like I need to do what they want too. Um, and not that those things are necessarily like different things. Like they want the show to be good too, but you know, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. Show running is really tough. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, that's an understatement. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly hard. Um, from at uh, Dorky Dorothy, uh, how did you advocate for yourself and your animation ideas when meeting execs and introducing ideas? Uh, advocate for yourself and your ideas. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably making this stuff like sound too simple, but like I, I uh, you know, I would always come prepared. Like that was a big thing for me. Um, I've told this story before too, but like when I first pitched Star, uh to craig and rob you know i was really nervous because i hadn't done that before so i like set up all the storyboards um at cal arts um we have this room called the palace and at least it used to be called that and um and, <laughs> and you could kind of use it you know for whatever after hours so i i posted all the boards up and i was just pulling in like all my classmates like everybody i could find i mean i was just pitching this thing like over and over and over and over again you know, and just seeing reactions and adjusting it. And like, you know, I really got it like memorized after a while. So then when I pitched to Craig and Rob, like I, I had done it so many times, I could just like, you know, go, um, you know, and when I've done a lot of like my pitch Bibles and stuff, I've done like a lot of illustrations and really just like, you know, <laughs> I would always like have it written on there what I wanted to say in case like I got nervous and forgot, but I'd also just like kind of really just practice and practice and like say it over and over again at the beginning again i don't feel like i have to do as much of that now um mm -hmm. but it was something i kind of had to like train to like advocate my ideas i guess so um 
yeah, I would kind of recommend that if you're nervous of just like writing it down. And then like, you know, it's one of those things like you don't want to sound like you're reading off of a paper. Like if you go into a room and you're like, Star versus the forces of evil is about a magical person. <laughs> That's going to sound really lame, right? So like, so like, you know, but if you, if you say it a lot to yourself, if you, you know, pitch it to your friends or whatever, and you, you know, Star versus forces of evil is about star butterflies, it's a magical princess from another dimension. You know, you it is like about selling you know you do have to think about that element of like i gotta make this sound like interesting mm-hmm. um and i i think it's worth practicing if you you feel uh like it's not in you i don't know <laughs> yeah 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 no for sure i think yeah i think that's uh great advice <laughs> like especially knowing that like you would pull people that you would just kind of like go out of your way to like gather people to like pitch to them i think that's something that's really really uh really really useful to hear yeah and i'll like you know i'll talk to myself like i you know again i don't feel like i do that as much now but but i would you know practice what i was gonna say you know in meetings sometimes it's just like okay i'm gonna pace in my office and like say something Uh, (laughs) (laughs) whatever it takes yeah whatever it takes you know whatever it takes to get out there yeah um from at flippy super what are the biggest lessons you learned from star versus Oh, the biggest lessons. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I probably learned like so much from Star Versus. Uh, uh, it's really hard to say. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll modify the question. Okay. If uh, What would you want to say to yourself when you first started in that process? Oh, if I could have gotten like some advice. Um, sure. From you know, I've, yeah, you know, I've told a, a few people that have gotten shows past me or after me uh, that I think was kind of interesting. I don't know if I'm going to be saying it exactly right. Um, but there's like, there's something really weird, again, about going for somebody on a crew. Like when you're on a crew, you're like, oh, I'm working on this crew. Oh, it's lunchtime. I'm going to go get lunch with all my crew members. Oh, yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's fun. Like, it's really fun being on a show. And then I felt like when I was show running, I was the boss and you know i don't know like like it, there's something kind of lonely about it like people don't really want to like hang out with you in the same I've way i don't know it's something that i think is like i think mentally is probably good to prepare for because i do remember it being feeling like a little like oh this is uh this is different like there is something like a little like lonely about it in a way and then i think i like figured it out and kind of got used to it but like it's it's just a different thing you know yeah well there's always gonna be you're the boss now right yeah. like you... yeah and you know what people want to go to lunch and like complain about their boss like i yeah, totally get totally that. like that is like totally fair like 100 uh, percent. but you know but i think especially when you're you know i was kind of going into it sort of like being the same age as my crew for the most part mm-hmm. and you know i don't know it just uh, i then again i've known a lot of people that have been in that position and i think everybody kind of experiences that to a certain extent and again the cheerleader thing like that was something i didn't realize going into it um uh, you know and another thing with showrunning too is like a lot of times you're you know you're dealing with with a lot of the problems you're dealing with the fires so you might not necessarily be doing the most fun things all the time uh you know if there's like a little crew party or something hey you may you might have to get dragged out of that to go to something you know like you're not Mm -hmm. you don't get to be like like part of the team in a way that you were before or you are in a different way i guess like the grown-up 
you can't hang out with the kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not at the kids' table anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like wah wah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's I think, and I I I had this maybe misconception when I was watching cartoons and and growing up that like. To, when you have a show it's like you're in complete control and you can just like do whatever you want and like you just kind of telling people what to make and it's like constant compromises all the time like it's just like it's it's so much more about just trying to get it as close as you can to maybe what you had in mind at some point you know it's like it's it's not at all this like free for all of ideas like you really have to be smart and careful and consider everyone you know it's it's a lot like it's a lot it's a it's a lot to balance yeah it's a lot to balance no and i think you you summed that up really really well um it's it's uh no you you don't have like total control but also that being said and i just feel like i have to say it is like i got a i got to do a lot of really creative stuff on star like i feel Mm -hmm. really lucky you know, and that in part was just the fact that like it it did well. The first episode did well. Like it aired, it did well. Like my first season was definitely like, you know, more noted and more difficult and like whatever, whatever. But like the second the show aired and it did well, it was like I got a lot more freedom with it. And um, you know, and I really have to give like Disney like so much credit for like letting me you know make this really kind of weird show and supporting it for so many years Mm. that's cool yeah it's not it's it's not always common that you get um you work with people at the studio level that like respect your your ideas and what you want to accomplish with your with your show yeah and of course there's always a lot of push and pull it's funny because i think too that people like yeah i get this vision that like you're in complete control but then it's also like well you're making something for a giant network. Oh yeah, you, you're you know? you're being you're being given millions of dollars yeah. by a corporation with a capital C, especially if it's Disney shit. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's like you know, if you want to like make your own thing, you probably won't get paid to do that. Really, you yeah. know, it's like you are making something like for a network, and mm, yeah, there's always yeah. push and pull. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Star Wars is a really special show. I miss it, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, what are your future goals for your uh, career or for your life in general? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would. I I definitely want to make more shows. I mean, I'm uh-huh. I've got a pilot going, and Nick, I'm really really excited about. Um, uh, you know, fingers crossed that it, it tests well and they want to make it because I, I, you know, I think you always go into these things where you're like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm working on this thing, and I'm. I'm it's almost like a new relationship or something. You're mm-hmm, like, ah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get attached, you know? doesn't and feel then, real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like a year later, you're like, oh my God, I, I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I hope, uh, I, fingers crossed, but who knows? Who knows? Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, man, I just want to make, I just want to work on original things and I just want to make original things. I, I am a little bummed just generally with like the way a lot of industry stuff is um, yeah. going right now where, you know, and look, again, I've been in this for over a decade. Though I feel like there's always these like push and pulls where it's like, we're going to do all this like branded stuff and like, I don't know, f- freaking like redo Garfield a hundred times or whatever yep. they want to do, you know? And then, and then there'll be like, we're going to make really creative, awesome stuff for a while. And now it seems like suddenly, even though we were just doing all this creative stuff in the industry, it seems like it's all like, 
kind of going back to wanting to make branded things and it all has to do with like stupid things with streaming and what people click yeah. on i think and all this stuff which by the way ah! listening uh uh please like when you're like you like we have the power here like like when new shows pop up like try to watch those things yes like yes. like click on it watch it watch the, if you want to see yes watch the new thing because this d- data goes to all of these networks and like they go like oh people want to see this new thing if you go on there and you're just clicking on whatever new marvel thing is they're like cool we're just gonna make marvel junk forever right like (laughs) i i mean this is i'm not speaking for darren this is my opinion but like i i'll i want to add to that that don't hate watch stuff like don't watch the things you don't want to see more of like that's such a thing i see happening and i'm like well you've made it so that more of these things will get made because like and it's so frustrating to see that happen because it's like well you did it you gave them views i don't know that's the currency like views are the currency it doesn't doesn't matter that you posted about it on twitter afterward nobody gives a shit i mean sorry yeah no absolutely yeah exactly views are the currency and especially watching stuff quick like they're really looking at that like a new show comes out and it gets a ton of views right at the beginning, like that's great. And that's gonna make all the networks go like, we need, hey, people wanna see this like cool original stuff, let's make more. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I think that's what we all wanna do. Like it, it, it feels like a bummer that it's like, you know, most of everything right now has to be like summary mode. I don't know. All <laughs> IPs. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but that is what people are clicking. And I think people, people have to clicking. understand that. That's what people are clicking. And the networks know that, like the networks know if they do, you know, the bajillionth version of Scooby-Doo, then mm-hmm. like, you know, people are going to be scrolling around and they're going to be like, I don't know what Scooby-Doo is and they're going to click bet. on it. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Reason. There's like a big part of that is like uh, Scooby-Doo is just like, you, you know what you're going to get and yep, no surprise that it's safe. And it's like, you know, like yeah. there's, there, there is, I, I kind of get it. I, I get the business. I uh, get the business. Yeah. 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 But the thing, it's like there's that wave, right? And I and we're in we're in the downslope, I think, with that wave where there was a burst of original ideas, and then mm, a lot of them didn't do as well as as the streaming services or the networks hoped, right? Because it's it's not it's not possible that they're all going to be huge hits, um, and so they start they start to see that downturn, and they go, uh oh. This isn't making money. Uh, okay, green light a bunch of stuff. Like so, it just becomes like making up for the the money lost on the risks um, with stuff that's a safe bet. And my optimistic, if I put on my optimistic hat, and also just seeing the patterns of the last like 20, 30 years, people will get tired of the repeated ips and the everything you know that happened like 10 years ago there was like a ton of reboots and sequels and then suddenly there was more stuff like more new stuff so i just gotta write it out <laughs> i think just like just gotta write it out and um uh, and but hope it always that... feels like nobody learns anything like I don't know. nobody learns anything but i think that but you know but it's cyclical yeah so it's like yeah depending on when, what point you come in on it's either gonna hurt or it's gonna be great and um but now you know like you you do this long enough and you both know that that it's like things change like there's always shifts and, and you said it yourself there and you know it's like there's it's all timing and at one point networks aren't interested in this suddenly they are interested in it like at one point at one point nobody wanted shows of the girl protagonists now everyone wants shows of the girl protagonists which is great yeah. 
And so you just got to ride that wave. You know, you got to be like, okay, guys, come on. Like we got, we got to get these ideas through. Like we got to get these ideas through. Yeah. 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 No, and it's so funny. And again, it's just what you were saying, what uh, I was thinking about pitches and how funny that is and how it's all about timing. Because I think it feels really, I don't know, like, like it's, it's tough, but it feels mysterious, but it's also just like, I don't know, like the networks, like they might've gotten like a million pitches that all had to do with bears. Right. So it's like, they are like, you come in with a bear idea, like they don't want to hear it. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like weird because I think people get like, which of course, you know, it's your idea. It's your baby. You take it personally, personally, but you know, a lot of times, like it really has nothing to do with that. And that's what I tell people who want to pitch, who feel nervous about it is like, look, like the worst thing anybody can say is no. And they're yeah. probably not even saying no because of anything to do with the idea. Like it probably just has to do with like whatever's going on at the studio at the time. And it's not exactly what they're looking for. But if you're interested in pitching, it's good to go in there and do it because you have that, you're making connections. They know you're a person with ideas that pitches, you know, like, like you're not gonna, you're never going to go pitch something and they're going to be like, wow, this sucks. And we hate you. Never. Come out <laughs> like that's never going to happen. You know, like it's, it's, it's just going to be like, oh, okay, that's not for us. Like that is the worst thing that's going to happen. I know? feel like it's true too. I feel like, um, in the sense that, um, sometimes you watch these shows on, on TV about like, like uh movies like making like live action movies and you and you know and it's like dramatized and it's like people like being super dramatic and saying really really harsh stuff but in real life in animation I've never really heard any anyone be really mean uh no. yeah I don't think I I mean I've, I mean, I've heard a couple stories, but I haven't experienced. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I haven't experienced anything where anyone was like really mean, uh, in terms of like saying something like really like 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 uh, I don't know like you suck like uh, back up your stuff and everyone want to see you again or like you're a disgrace. Mm. Like I've never heard that. <laughs> I think I think you're more likely to get ghosted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You are more likely to get ghosted. But no, you're right. I mean, yeah, it does. That doesn't really happen. I think that, um, for, like, something that I, I've been trying to tell people that ask me about pitching is that it's like, it's not a game of the one perfect project that you're gonna pitch and it's gonna blow them away and they're gonna be like, Whoa! like, that just doesn't ever really happen. You have to work the system and you have to have other ideas you have to build relationships it's like anything it's it's um it's like you know darren is saying about the relationships thing it's like you're you're building a relationship with the studio you're building a relationship with the project and the project is your baby that they <laughs> that they've adopted this metaphor is falling apart um <laughs> but uh yeah it's 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 a it's a cultivating not a binary yes or no you did it here's a show like it's that's just yeah. not really Mm-hmm. Well, and they're going to want their own um, stamp on things. Like they're going to want their op- opinion and their ideas, like it's in your idea. So when you bring them something, it's not like, yeah, this is the perfect thing that's going to go. It's more like, you know, like, like the best case scenario is generally like, wow, this is cool. Let's explore this more, you know? Yeah. Like it's it's like you're never gonna come in with like something like this is the thing, and they're gonna be like, yes, green light. Like it just doesn't work that way. (laughs) Yeah, and and the rare occasions that it has, the very rare occasions that it has, I don't even know if it's for the best because I think that 
it it tends to there there is a benefit to the development process in that you you poke holes in something and so you see the leaks ahead of time right like you you're like you're like oh because you know I, I went through that process and it's like there were there were problems that the I wasn't seeing because I was too close to it and so when the execs were pointing it out it's like oh, shit they're right <laughs> like <laughs> there is this is a thing huh and it's and it hurts and it sucks but you it's sometimes it's good to work through those things so yeah yeah oh you're saying like that it hurts no it's true and I think that's right that's the balance and I think that's what's so hard is like you know I you want to love it and you want to care. Yeah. And I love creating characters and creating worlds and like making stories. Like I think we all do. And that's why we're like in this thing. And and then yeah, when people come and they like don't like your world and your stories and your characters, like it can be really hard. I mean, I do think that's like the thing you gotta get past now with like pitching and making pilots and like trying to get your own thing out there is is again like, hey, you can make your own webcomic and do whatever you want with it and or you know, whatever, put something on YouTube. You can do that all day long and you're not gonna but like you're gonna bring it to the execs. Like I think you just have to get your your head around like this is this 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 <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, I'm 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 letting this thing out into the world in a different way. Like I don't know. It's just it's a different headspace and it's hard, but it like that's if that's what you want to do, I think that's what you got to like figure out, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Darren, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. This mm -hmm. was like super duper fun. Um, yeah. I don't know. I hope I, I always feel like I get all these things and I just like ramble. So no, no. <laughs> no, that was so fun. You're like really fun to talk to. <laughs> yeah, no, Very articulate. And I think yeah. you, you have a lot of, uh, you give a lot of good wisdom and, and advice. And so I think anybody who listens to this will have a lot that they can, they can yeah. think about. A lot yeah, of yeah. stuff to process. And it's also just like a very different, I, I like kind of like how um, in details we went about you kind of like pitching star and kind of like how it wasn't just an, a simple straight road to the goal it you had to go through like a winding kind of like path i think that's really uh inspiring to hear yeah three, three different, different networks yeah <laughs> so I, keep I, that in mind everyone yeah. yeah well and i didn't give up on her i don't know it just it felt like an idea that wanted to live i don't know oh yeah I, that might sound like a crazy thing but i think that no. there is like yeah. there are those things that like i think have just something special and that's why i don't know they 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 keep popping up like i felt like it just didn't yeah. wanted to to be yeah well nobody's gonna be able to do it except for you right so you have to fight for it that's how it goes well that's the end of this creative block thanks to darren for being our guest and sharing her story yay thanks guys and thanks to your listeners follow us on twitter it's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drunk prompts and questions to ask your guests. Huge thanks to my sister Clemens for editing the podcast. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, Gene. And I was B. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!